Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 77 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, It has been a little while since I have recorded an episode, so I'm excited to be back in the saddle um, here and talking with you all. Um, Lots of new things have happened. Um, I am back on Instagram, (laughs) uh, doing some videos a couple times a week, some posts a couple times a week. So um, if you have not followed me on Instagram, um, followed us on Instagram. You can certainly find us at millennial underscore economics. Um, and again, we'll have some unique content up there a couple times a week. Um, also, big announcement too, um, the Millennial Economics Coaching Service is officially live. Um, and we have a few people interested already um, in booking ses- sessions. Excuse me. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into that. I actually think I'm going to dedicate a a podcast to that in and of itself, I'm explaining it. But if you go to millennial econo- excuse me, millennialecon.com, and in the top search bar, um, there's a tab for coaching. Um, if you select that, you will be able to see our intro video, um, read some information about the service, um, what it involves, the different tiers or different types of service, because there's a one-time and then a recurring um, that happens every month, as long as the pricing that is associated with that. But um, again, we'll save that to another episode. So we launched that. We're back on Instagram. There's also some really exciting things that I um, am going to be involving myself in um, very soon in the new year that I'm excited to talk to you all a little bit about. So yeah, we've been um, we've been busy. We've been busy, but uh, I'm excited to dig into this episode here. This episode is going to be three ways to decide what to do with your money. Okay, and I think that we all can relate to this in some form or fashion. Uh, maybe you are just getting started on your financial journey. Maybe you are in the throes of learning. Maybe you're a very seasoned veteran, maybe a little bit later in life. Um, have a little bit more money to invest, and and um, you have a, a higher income, maybe. Um, we all have to decide where to put our money. Um, and I'm not going to give particular advice because, again, I'm not a financial professional. Um, I'm not giving financial advice in these podcasts. Um, however, I can kind of walk you through what I think your thought process should be to decide what to do with your money, okay? So we're going to talk about three ways to decide what to do with your money. Um, number one, and and this is recurring if you've listened to any of the episodes of the podcast before, uh, but it's decide what your goals are. And I talk about this a lot. Um, you have no idea what you need to do if you do not know where you're going, okay? Your path that you're walking on is going to have many turns and many options. Some of them are wrong and bad options. Some of them are fine options and are good options, but might not get you, that turn might not get you to the destination you want to go. So if you don't know where your destination is, how do you know which turns to take? Take a left on 3rd Street and a right on Freeman, or do you keep going straight and take a right on... Oh man, this is bad. Horton. <laughs> I can't think of street names off the top of my head. Right? Because if you're if you're if you're going on a trip, if you're leaving your house and you're going to a friend's house, you know the destination, you know which track that you need to go to get there. 
Now, if you need to go to the grocery store, you need to take different turns because you have a different destination in mind. It doesn't mean those turns are wrong compared to the turns you would take to get to your friend's house. It just means they're different, okay? Now, a wrong turn might be, for all my office fans, you know, following your navigation so much that you drive into a pond, <laughs> as Michael Scott did. So there are wrong turns, but there are also turns that are different but equal, okay? Um, so anyways, you have to decide what your goals are. So maybe your goal is, <clears throat> you know, per a previous episode, we talked about Coast Five. So maybe one of your goals is to get to that um, investment amount where you reach Coast Five and uh, you free up a little bit of money that you're investing every month to do other things with it, but that kind of lump sum that you have invested in different various investment vehicles is going to get you where you need to go to retirement, okay? Maybe your goal is to have a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars in retirement. Maybe your goal is to have enough money to start a business. Maybe your goal is to uh, be debt-free. Maybe your goal is to buy a house. Maybe your goal is to buy that dream car you've been wanting for a long time. Maybe your goal is to take your family on a vacation. Maybe your goal is to um, start a podcast, right? There's lots of goals that we all have. And defining what those goals are, and it doesn't have to be just one, but I would, I would probably restrict it to a few so you can focus on them intently enough. Um, but you need to decide what your goals are are first and foremost. So if you're listening now and you know that you want to be financially fit, okay, as we talk about here a lot, um, you need to sit down tonight, today, this morning, over lunch, whatever, and write down a few of your desires. And chances are you have desires, you have goals, you just maybe haven't written them down and fleshed them out yet. So I'd encourage you to write them down and flesh them out and be specific. You know, if it's a net worth goal, if you want your net worth to be $100,000 or $200,000, write that down. Make that a goal, which will lead us, um, what, excuse me, which will, which will dictate your actions, okay? Um, number two is when will you need access to your money, okay? When will you need access to your money? And before we dig into that, um, we're going to take a quick, quick break to hear from one of our show sponsors. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not, but we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, Acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it, but for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, um, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. 
The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing, I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months, and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things. Um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, That is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, But here is back to the episode. All right, and we are back. Okay, so we are talking about the three ways to decide what to do with your money. We talked, The number one is decide what your goals are. Number two, we were just getting into when will you need access to your money, okay? So I had a, a conversation recently um, with somebody that um, is going to need access to the money they're investing within the next 10 years, okay? That person needs to operate a little bit differently from somebody like myself, 30 years old, that isn't going to need access to my invested funds, at least the funds that I'm allocating to kind of retirement and, and pushing off down the, down the line a little bit, um, I'm going to operate very differently than this individual is. Okay, this individual needs to be a little less risk, uh, risk they need to be more risk averse, I guess I should say. They're going to need to make sure that, you know, if um, the market fluctuates, or their investment fluctuates that in the two, three, five, eight, ten years when they need to retrieve that money, that that money didn't lose. <laughs> they didn't lose on their investment, right? So we need something that's a little bit steadier. Maybe it's a little bit more diverse. Um, it's more risk averse, as opposed to myself, where I can be because I might be able to, you know, see my investment through for the next twenty or thirty years plus. I can be a little more um, risk tolerant at this point in hope to realize larger gains than somebody that needs to be a little more risk averse. So just to give you a very easy example, the investment portfolios or index funds or what have you that I invest in can be a little more risky. I can put more money, let's say, into the stock market than this individual that might need their money in five to 10 years. They Maybe they invest a little bit more into bonds and a little bit less into the stock market. Or maybe I can invest a little bit more into cryptocurrencies, for instance, and this person maybe shouldn't dabble in cryptocurrency uh, because maybe there's a, a, a higher risk of loss. And again, we're not going to talk get into the actual investment vehicles here because I can already hear you guys churning and say, well, if you had invested in Bitcoin in 10 years ago, you'd, I, I get it, trust me. Um, but again, we're just using that as an analogy, okay? Less volatility for somebody that needs their money quickly is is typically um, 
a good thing. Okay. So number two, when will you need access to your money? That's, that's something to keep in mind. You know, maybe your goal is you are saving up for a down payment on a house and you hope to have that down payment in a year or two. And maybe you don't even invest that money. Maybe you just keep it in a high yield savings account. And a quick plug, the high yield savings account I like is Yada Savings. Um, I've used it for quite some time now. Um, and if you want to get 100 free tickets into the drawing, you can click the link in the show notes if you want to read a review about it. And what I like about it, you can go to millennialecon.com and read a review. And you'll be able to use my code to get those tickets on the website as well. Okay, plug done. Number three, how much money do you have? Okay, and I'll be quite frank with you that... I've never had, we'll say, um, an exorbitant amount of money to invest in the market. The way that I invest is kind of what most people think of as um, slow and steady, okay? I put a little bit of money in every month, a little bit of money to, to some people, maybe a lot of money to other people, but um, I don't have $100,000 that I'm investing in, in large chunks. I don't have a, a million dollars that I'm looking to allocate someplace, Okay. But that's something that you're going to want to take into account. You know, if you don't have much money, maybe you want to be more risk tolerant with those investments. Maybe you also are willing to have your money in the investment for a longer period of time, like the stock market, to where you can realize those gains. To where, you know, maybe if you have a million dollars, you don't want to just dump a million dollars into the stock market. Maybe you want to diversify a little bit and buy some real estate and buy some stocks and maybe a little crypto, maybe a little gold, maybe a little uh, crypto. I already said cryptocurrency. You know, maybe maybe you want to diversify a little bit because that's a lot of money on the line. You know, uh, a three percent decrease. On a million dollars, if the stock market's down in a day or two or a week or a month or a year, that's a pretty penny compared to if you've invested $1,000 over the course of the year in the market, okay? Um, so again, you're just thinking about things a little bit differently, all right? So um, again, just to review, um, before we wrap up here, three ways to decide what to do with your money. Number one, decide what your goals are. First and foremost, in my opinion, this is the most important piece. Okay. Number two, um, decide when you will need access to your money, which is going to be dictated by what your goals are. If you want to retire early, maybe you need access to that money in 15 years. If you want to retire at the prototypical age, we'll say 58 to 65, uh, maybe you have some time, you know, for your, for your investments to grow. Uh, maybe you're saving for a down payment. Maybe you're wanting to buy a new car. You know, maybe you only need you're gonna need access to this money in six months. Okay, the various goals are gonna dictate what number two, how you answer number two, and then number three, how much money do you have? Okay, are you investing a big lump sum? Did you get an inheritance and you know you're looking to invest a lot of money? Did you um, just get a raise and you're looking to just up your monthly contribution? Um, you know, what are what are we looking at here? And that's gonna dictate how much money you do have. Okay. Um, so thank you all very much. Um, again, there's lots of new things. If you go to the website um, and subscribe to the newsletter, that's the best way. That's the, the way that I communicate um, most often and most effectively, I guess you could say about what's going on here. Um, but thank you so much for tuning into the episode and we will talk to you very soon.